told that caterer and I need to sing the song. <laughs> so, what I was talking about before is that we lose sight of the truth of our lives because we accept beliefs that have been handed to us or that we decided a long time ago we were possibly different people and we haven't investigated or even we decided yesterday but we decided without investigation. We've been talking about how to ask ourselves, is this really the truth? Because we hurt ourselves with untruths all the time. He did this to me. Is that really the truth? Can you know absolutely that it's the truth? Well, I know he did this. I added it to me part, right? And so I can torture myself with other people's words that have nothing to do with me by taking it personally, by not questioning. And so we are all grateful. I think we're all grateful for the yeses in our life, for the our candidate gets elected, our team wins, our loved ones make it home safely. It's Thanksgiving. Not just because of pie, but partly because of pie. <laughs> and yet, what about when we lose? What about when our team loses? What about when the other guy gets elected? What about, ooh, what about those times when someone we love doesn't make it home? You have to deal with those losses, but with practice, we can find our way out of the mire, our way out of our negative feelings about things. And I'm not talking about grief. Grief is not negative. Grief is grief. It's what you go through to start to get to the other side. But a way out of the mire is to ask this question, a way into happiness and joy. Gratitude is the way in. And with practice, it can become a habit, like Anne Mott talked about there, that we can carry into our lives and we can stop hurting ourselves so much. Plenty of other people want to hurt us. But what we've talked about before is that that's about them, way more than about us. Somebody even punches you in the face, that's about their anger. It has nothing to do with you, meaning how to get your face fixed. <laughs> but we don't have to take it in. You see the difference? Doesn't mean a bad thing doesn't happen, but we don't have to take it in. We can say thank you. This is here to show me something. This may be a revelation that I need to have. This may be a revelation that our whole country needs to have. It could be a wake-up call. It could be just the way life is. And there are sorrows in life. And there are so many I lost my mother this year. This will be my first Thanksgiving without my mom. And I was thinking as I was preparing this sermon, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful I had so many Thanksgivings with her. I'm thankful that she taught me how to cook all this stuff. <laughs> not so thankful that I carried on her legacy of making 13 pies. I'm not doing that this year. I'm making five. <laughs> to be grateful for, so many things to be 
And if we are not grateful, this is what I believe, if you are not grateful, you are not paying attention. You're not paying attention. And so gratitude comes from mindfulness. That's a Buddhist idea, mindfulness. Pay attention to where you are now. Because most of our pain comes from dwelling on something that happened that we can't change or from dreading what's about, what we think is about to happen, even though what we think is about to happen is almost always not what actually happens. But when we're here in this present moment, we get a chance to notice our surroundings, to notice that there are lights made by electricity that go across wires to a far distant place. And that somebody who knows more than I do has made it this way so that all I have to do is flip the switch. I mean, that's something to be grateful for. We take things for granted. We don't pay attention. So our en the enemies of gratitude are never. I'll never do this. You'll never do that. I have a beloved neighbor, and she... The way that we bonded was our, our mutual love for our dogs. And she has one that we've known since he was a baby, and he's getting old. He's almost 16 now. And her husband said the other day, you know, I don't know how much longer we're going to have Max. And she said, don't you say that. He's going to live forever. <laughs> mm, he's never going to die. Well, he is, though, because we all do. So what do we do in our minds to ourselves when we make a decision like that and then we run straight ahead against a reality that was always going to happen? How much more gratitude, how much more present to say, yes, he is, so I want to enjoy every moment that's here and I want to do everything I can so that his death is peaceful and painless when it comes time. That's what paying attention is. I'm not putting her down. I know what she means. None of us wants anybody to die. But the fact is, they're gonna. And when we run up against reality with our opinion, our opinion loses. Every single time. Every single time. So always, never, blanket statements that we haven't investigated can take us away from our gratitude. He always does that. And here's what he meant by it. Ooh, assigning motivation? That's a way to keep us out of gratitude. I'm never going to let him do that again. Well, if you're still living in the house with him, chances are he's going to do that again because you don't have the ability to let him or not let him. I hate that Bob's not here to defend himself, but I'm going to use him today anyway. <laughs> so, you know, even something as simple, we're developing the practice of gratitude, the habit of gratitude. Something so simple as sitting down to dinner and saying, wow, the animals and the plants that sacrifice themselves for my nourishment. The grocery store that held them so that I could go buy them. The trucks that brought them to the grocery store. So the grocery store had them. The people who loaded the trucks. The people who picked the food. The people who cared for the animals. You hope they're cared for. All the way back to the people who sowed the seeds. That's a lot of 
gratitude. A lot of things happened for you to get dinner. A lot of things happened for you to get dinner today. And what if you just took a moment, one moment before you eat, to say, I'm thankful to all of the people who brought this to me today. I'm thankful for all of the things that are in place that I take for granted day after day after day that make my life so much easier than it could be. So much easier than most people's lives. Mindfulness leads us to gratitude. When we pay, when we notice what's actually around us, then we will start to be grateful for it. And I know it's easy to be grateful for dinner, and it's hard to be grateful for something you don't want. So I'm gonna use Bob again. We're gonna go back to the money footprints. I'm not gonna do dog food this time, just money. Okay? Money footprints. Money footprints. What is there to be grateful for? Well, he is here. I have a husband to track mud into the house. I have a house for him to track mud into. I have a floor for him to mess up. There's some gratitude. And more than that, I have a yard that has soil that grows things. And that yard that has soil that grows things has rain or this miraculous thing that you just turn at the faucet and water comes to you. And you can water the things. And you make money when you do that. That's the money footprints. But oh my gosh, when I change my thinking to really appreciate all of that, and I know this might sound Pollyanna, and Pollyanna was an orphan. She wasn't happy that she was orphaned. She wasn't happy. But she chose to focus on the things that made her feel good. That's all Pollyanna is. She's got a bad name. She chose to focus on the things that make her feel good instead of the things that make her feel bad. Does it make me feel good to be angry with my husband? No, it actually doesn't. It feels good to know that I love him and he's here and the proof that he's here is his mud on the floor and if it's important to me for mud not to be on the floor, then I have a responsibility to clean it up because it's not important to him. He doesn't even notice it. <laughs> He doesn't even notice it. And then, and then we give people what is theirs, and we take responsibility for what is ours, and then we are living in a state of grace. To me, that's what grace means. Grace means we are constantly surrounded with things that are good, and the grace is when we get to be aware of it for a moment. A moment of awareness. So, I'm here. It's another example. I'm here. I'm standing on the shoulders of those who come before me, just specifically to get to this church, this congregation, you people that I love. I mean, I couldn't have come here if I didn't go to seminary. I would never have gone to seminary if I hadn't found unity. I would never have found unity if I hadn't been hired to sing there. I would never have sung there if my voice teacher hadn't recommended me to sing there. And by the way, as a voice teacher, I couldn't stand. I would never have had this voice teacher if I hadn't come to TCU. I would never have come to TCU if I hadn't gotten a scholarship. I would never have gotten a scholarship if all the teachers before
not taught me well enough. And on and on and on and on. And so this is what I call getting on the gratitude train. Start somewhere. Start somewhere and go down the wormhole with it or up the worm. I don't know what it is. Go, go ahead. Go with it. Go with it and find the miracles that brought you here. The serendipities that brought us to where we are today. And if we don't like where we are today, then we get to, we get to choose, we get to change. One of the ways to change is to start doing things differently, is to develop the habit of gratitude, which brings us into mindfulness, which brings us into grace. Or one of the ways to feel better is to decide to feel better, to focus on the things that are good in our lives rather than the things that aren't good. And that is gratitude. All of that is So what I would like to do is go into a meditation where I'm going to lead each of you to find something in your life. Could be small, could be big, that you're grateful for. And then trace it back to its roots, giving thanks all the way. This is a really helpful exercise to do when you're journaling or just when you're sitting and ruminating. All the things that brought me here. I'm here, I'm alive. Where there's life, there's hope. So let's take that into meditation. So if you will, if you will just take a few breaths. I mean, I know you've been breathing this whole time. Give me my permission. But perhaps focus on the breath. Carrie, this is not on. Focus, there you go. Focus on your breath. Someone perhaps sitting next to you. Maybe 
someone you're going to get the opportunity to know, maybe someone you know well. Let's be grateful. And now that we're in a state of mind of gratitude, I ask you each,
welcome aboard. It's also known as the love train because gratitude is simply an expression of love. And my experience, I'm preaching again now, I'm not meditating anymore, I'm preaching. My experience of gratitude is that in the very worst days and moments of my life where things looked the blackest, where I was in the most pain, where I couldn't see any way out of it, I didn't get out of it by figuring out how to get out of it. I got out of it by first looking up, being willing to look up, being willing to pay attention, not to what was wrong, but to what might possibly be a little bit right. You can't do this if we're married to everything is wrong and everybody's against me. You can't do that. But the moment you say, well, this is good, a doorway opens for more good, and more good, and more good. And gratitude is the way, I promise you, it always has been for me, gratitude is the way out of the darkness and into the light, and it is also the way of staying in the light, dancing in the light, enjoying the light, reveling the light, and sharing the light with others. I'm grateful for you.